I feel physically sick from the basketball that I've just seen. I've seen horrible things. That's not a word. I've seen horrible things. I've seen amazing things. This playoffs is unsettling, to say the least. Uh, my name is Guy Williams. I'm joined by my brother, Paul Williams. How's it going? And our good friend, I said, Jay. How's it going? Yeah, okay, I, I'm going good. Can I answer that? Well, you haven't been introduced yet. Okay, I'll wait. Guy. Guy, how's it going? I'm going okay. How are you going? Not good. Okay. <laughs> Sorry to hear that, mate. And we're also joined by our friend, JT. Hi. Hi, everybody. Wow, JT. <laughs> Enthusiastic <laughs> JT. Is it? <laughs> it's time for the podcast that we call Advanced Analytics. So every year I write off the heat, every year I'm skeptical of Jimmy Butler, and every year they just prove to be such a a weapon in the playoffs, and Jimmy Butler is putting on one of the most fantastic displays that I can remember in a long time. We are all witness to the greatness that is Jimmy Buckets. You guys have been big Heat fans for a while. How are you feeling right now? I'd like to apologize to Jimmy Butler as well. This podcast has has a long history of apologies. I think we, I can't remember who we've apologized to over the years. But it was maybe that one podcast where we apologized to a lot of players. But I'm here on the record saying sorry to Jimmy Butler. His trash personality has made me think he's trash. <laughs> but he's trash personality, good basketball. I think he's good personality, good basketball, personally. I've always loved <laughs> Jimmy Butler. But I, I think I owe an apology to the Heat because I I think a few podcasts ago said they, or maybe this was just in a conversation with Guy, I can't remember, but I said that on paper they should be good, but they were not a serious team. Yeah. Um, but I don't even know if they are a serious team still. They're it's not just... a serious team. They have Cody Zeller. Is that the Zeller that's on this team? He, yeah. he is the most, he's the ugliest person. I've ever seen in a professional sports with that mask. I genuinely yeah. thought it was that Chris, um, what's that, Chris Kamen? Like he'd had some sort of love child and sent, and that had turned up in the NBA. And the fact, Udonis Haslam has got actual minutes in the series, eh? I'm not making, I, I'm not imagining that. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. But um, Udonis Haslam's glad, like 55 years old, right? I'm glad of all the things to talk about you brought up Cody Zeller's look because it was also making me feel deeply nauseous. For people who don't know, he's a seven-foot white guy who is bald, but not he hasn't shaved it. With he's he's got like re, huge receder. He's got a bit of stubble, which makes the receder look even weirder. And then he's wearing like uh, he's wearing a mask, but not even a cool one like Kobe Bryant or LeBron wears. He's wearing like almost goggles. It seems like a goggles mask just kind of over his eyes. He must have a broken cheekbone. He just looks he's terrifying to look at. And what a what a highlight reel for the um for the Heat's memory books to have him get a dunk in, in the end. I just honestly I can't get over this series. Yeah, and you guys honestly I was I've told you before Giannis isn't a real like he might be a superstar in fame. He's not a top tier talent, and you can't argue with me on that anymore. You're not <laughs> top tier if you can't shoot. And the fact that he is honestly he is playing in a series as the MVP. I'll say this again. Again, Udonis Haslam is 42, but they're being generous when they say Udonis Haslam's 42. I looked it up. He's 42 years and 322 days old. The guy is 43, and he's playing. <laughs> and the Bucks, are, he's playing multiple minutes, more he, than one minute in a playoff he game. 2.5 minutes. That is that's insane w- that he's 43. And I know he's a legend, and they were going to let him play, but. That's more like how bad are you going as the Bucks? The I the only way he should have got on is like in a four nil sweep to the Bucks in the last play. Everyone claps him on. Like the, even the Bucks plans, the Bucks players stop and they're like, "You darn us, you darn us." <laughs> this is an outrage. So so the the Bucks have just been eliminated. We're fresh. I just watched it and it was chilling to see. Um, up on a positive, it's so good, and we said this on the podcast. The NBA has released an edit where they just cut down all the positions for 45 minutes or whatever. It's so good. But um, coming off a performance where we thought Jimmy Butler was one of the all-time great player performances, 
56 points to, to go up 3-1 against the Bucks. He then el- eliminates them with 42 points and one of the most crazy game-tying alley-oops you will ever witness where he was kind of being fouled as he catches it while falling and throws it from like like below right. standing height almost and it somehow goes in. It was unbelievable. I got I got to say, playing random kind of backfired for Coach Bud. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think he's got to call a timeout at some stage. Like like they had multiple timeouts at the end of the game and they ended with a um Tyler Hero um sorry not Tyler Hero Grayson Allen similarly um, annoying euro stepping guy. euro stepping and not getting a shot you don't think that's the percentages play Paul Grayson <laughs> Allen <laughs> put it in Grayson Allen's hands but they also didn't call a timeout at the end of regulation when they still had 0.5 to try and jack up a three like it's Bud needs to be fired we all hated on him he somehow won a championship um but now it's got to go again and even just um yeah, you're right. Um, in Giannis's defense, I will say this, um, JT, because you're coming out quite hard, and he was my pick for MVP, and I and Bucks were my pick for the championship. He was injured for two of the games. Um, I think they won one of them, though, didn't but, they? But his back injury isn't stopping him shooting. Like this is his problem, right? He can't shoot, and when you're in, and you shouldn't. I honestly just don't believe. I'm not saying he's not a good player, and you wouldn't. I would probably take him right up there in a, in a fantasy draft IRL. But uh, to me, there's two rules of thumb that I have about true superstars. You have to be able to shoot to be a true superstar, but shooting can't be your only thing. That's why Steph Curry is discounted. <laughs> okay, you're a psychopath, but I'll say this, that um, he did he did set his playoff record for free throws attempted. He only hit 10 out of 23. He um, The Bucks. Um, scored only 24 points in the fourth quarter in overtime, um, and um, they were up 16 points in the fourth quarter to again, because they were up in the last game as well, to choke up to the clutchness of Jimmy Butler. I hate Jimmy Butler, but boy, oh boy, is he does he deliver every year. I don't year. understand how you guys can hate Jimmy Butler. I don't get it. Paul, I, think- I just hate, I hate yeah. the fact that he drives that weird van around, and I hate his, like I hate like hustle... Like grind mentality. Yeah, the Kobe Bryant grind mentality. The the legendary stories about him beating the, um, beating the what whatever all the bullshit. I don't know. He just seems like a bit of a, yeah, a bit of a drama queen. Um, yeah. Did you know? Fun fact. Maybe everyone knows this, but apparently that lob play is like something they practice every week. Wow. And it's called like tomball or something after where Jimmy Butler's from. Wow. It's like I a really- play. JT, was, you you you're really good because you have like information. Like me and Paul just go on NBA Reddit. We're basic. You you go to the dark web. I don't know where you get NBA information from, but it always you always come up with stuff. Just I'm make it up mainly. What? Mainly just make it. Man, so, what? Sometimes I just make it up. Hey, but you know what? Another thing that I've been hearing a lot of is people now start talking. Um, like ES, people on ESPN, people talk about coach coaching lines, like it's some sort of DNA. You know, like this space, like lineage, and they're like, oh. This guy's in the in the Coach Bud lineage. Well, someone needs to cut that lineage, like knit that lineage <laughs> at the root weed because he weeded out. <laughs> it's not going well. I, What's wrong with so, that? So I um one of my nemesis's nemesis coaches struck today because I was disappointed to see how poorly the Cavs had done. I hadn't watched any of that series, but I was like, man, the Cavs. Sure, they've got a weird roster, but. I, who did they even lose to? They got killed by the Knicks, right? Um, but I was like, how were they that bad? Like, did they get swept or did they win? They won one game maybe. And then I remembered their coach, JB Bickerstaff. And I feel like in the regular season, I was like, okay, maybe he's not as bad as I've always thought he is. But um, I think bad coaches get found out in the playoffs. And the guy got found out. Two absolutely. So two. Uh, the only thing that we've de- to have been deprived of for this playoff. Speaking of coaches, is the all-time unhealthy bowl between the who's the next guy? Um, Tom Thibodeau. Tom Thibodeau versus Bud in terms of the least healthy-looking people. You know, <laughs> it's sort of guys who get progressively <laughs> in a seven-game series come in looking weird but sort of healthy, and then by the end, like Bud's eyes are like fully bulging out of his eyes. He looks like you know the movie Beetlejuice. Yeah, it <laughs> looks like it looks like Beetlejuice with um human makeup on. 
I've never seen Beetlejuice. Am I missing out? Like people You're joking. Me. What? You're joking. I've never You've seen never that. seen it? Paul? What's the movie called? Beetlejuice. Pardon? Be- <laughs> oh, he almost got me. He almost got me. For all you Beetlejuice heads out there, if you say Beetlejuice, I'm not saying the full name three times, then Beetlejuice appears. That so would have really say. spiced up the podcast. <laughs> Far out. You get Beetle- you get Beetlejuice in the mix. <laughs> Paul, have you have you seen um have you seen Beetlejuice? <laughs> uh, not since not for a long time. But I've heard the musical was good, and um, there's a I musical. Like, I'd like to rewatch. I would, yeah, there is, and I would like to rewatch it because I I haven't seen it in a long time. But I, that's the only plot point I really remember. Could I derail with a very a thirty second movie mayhem or whatever that segment's called? Yeah. <laughs> so I don't really like superhero movies that much. Yeah. But I recently watched the, you know how that Ezra guy, I don't know his last name, he's the Ezra Flash. Miller. Yeah. Yeah, he's had some he had some meltdown, right? So, but because I like salacious gossip, I did watch the Flash trailer. Mm-hmm. I, I I had that's the best trailer I've think I've seen in my life. I'm so, I'm like full on what's that? What are those weird nerds that one of the 8-hour long Superman guys called? You know like Snyderheads or whatever? <laughs> I'm yeah, like yeah. a Snyder head for this Flash movie already. I'm t- I don't want to. Sp- it's like spoilers to even talk about how good the trailer is. I'm a huge Ezra Miller stand, so I'm. Excited but you are going to be in hog heaven. <laughs> the, this looks like I'm telling you. The, I think this is going to be the best superhero movie ever based on the trailer. So I mean, trailers aren't worth anything. I mean, who remembers the, their favorite trailer they've ever seen? Which is an insane thing to say. Me, it's the Flash I was trailer. Literally at the movies yesterday, thinking about trailers specifically as I was watching the trailers, and um, I was thinking I'd love someone to go back to. Have you guys ever seen like some old Alfred Hitchcock trailers? And it'll be him, and he'll be like, like Alfred Hitchcock, the director, will be standing there, and he'll be like. Hello there, I'm Alfred Hitchcock, <laughs> and I'm here in the streets of London. Something nasty took place here. And then he'll just talk about, and he'll walk around. But anyway, I think some movies need to make trailers that aren't just montages from the movie and just shoot like a weird like commercial. I know I they, say, they actually do sometimes do it with the NBA, actually, bringing this back to NBA. Like, they'll do some weird promo thing where they'll edit Damien Lillard onto Bullet Train to promote the... But that's the kind of stuff I love. I want to see a trailer that just randomly has Giannis Antetokounmpo talking about the movie. Well, this brings me to the question, because both of you are industry insiders. And Mm -hmm. my question for you was, are trailers under-invested into the movie? Like, are there trailer specialists going around? You know, like, editors that are like, I'm the trailer specialist. Yeah, no, this is literally it. That um, that's what that trailer you would have seen is, and it's why people kind of hate trailers now, and a lot most movie buffs will try and avoid watching them, because a different team to the team that makes the movie makes the trailer, and there's production houses that only make trailers, and so what they do is they just get a rough cut of the movie and cut it into a trailer, and that's why well, there's hold- a lot of spoilers, and that they're, they're, they're literally that's their job is to make good trailers. So, so hold the phone, if you're t- if trailers are awesome and movies suck. Just flip it around. Get the A team. Get the A team off the trailers. Get them making the movie. Yeah, I think it's easier to make a two-minute highlight cut than it is to make a two-hour film. I could be wrong. Mm, maybe. The um the the NBA though, what a cinematic masterpiece that is. Um, there's a lot of good series to talk about. Well, I just briefly wanted to talk about crow eating though, which is something we do a lot on the show. Um, I think JT, you need to eat crow on the last podcast. You declared. Um, or, or maybe in the group chat, you declared this to be one of the, most, the worst first rounds ever, and it's turned into literally the best first round ever. And JT, uh, you also said that I need to eat crow, and I want to know what that's about. No, I need to eat crow. I need to eat crow. I will. Eat, I do, but I'm going to wait because I think when the Sixers, when it's a Sixers Lakers final, which half of that equation is looking shaky, I will admit. But then I'll balance out the crow eating. I'll eat crow for what I've said about Jimmy Butler. I'll eat crow. There have been some good finals. They have some good first round games. So I accept that. But I won't eat it all. I, no, you've got to eat it all. Because this, this first round has <laughs> no. been amazing despite the horrible injuries. And it's so sad to see Deer and Fox get injured and stuff like that. But I've got to, I've got to ask you, um, who's looking shaky on that, on that, on that bracket? Because I was like, I was like, I reckon the Lakers are looking like a good chance. If they run into Golden State, mm. they're in trouble. But like, 
It's looking nice for them. If you push the Lakers past four games, LeBron looks like he he's, needs to go on a ventilator. Hmm. <laughs> that would be I, my main concern. <laughs> I reckon the Lakers they they might win the series, but this series, but they won't. I don't think they'll win the next. But who? I don't, will, I don't know who they will play next. Who, the Warriors. Here's, here's a great question: Who is looking good at the moment? I, it's hard to say. Like even the Celtics are stumbling. Phoenix is an unknown. I was like, is it? Is it? We've always shit on the Nuggets. Is yeah. it the Nuggets' time to shine? I think it is kind of open because I think that the teams that should be good are teams that I don't trust, aka Philadelphia, Phoenix, Denver. Like I don't, I don't trust those guys. I think Boston on paper is pretty good, right? But yeah, they've lost two games to the shit house Hawks team. Do, do you have a sinking, a real sinking feeling that we could see the Knicks versus the Warriors? <laughs> in a final and have another Warriors <laughs> sweep. That's my other, that's my greatest fear because on the Knicks side, that's going to make annoying Knicks fans like never shut up for the next 25 years. And I honestly can't take the Warriors anymore. If I have to see that, I hate Clay Thompson. I never thought I'd hate Clay Thompson. I can't take the three of them any longer. <laughs> I despise them. <laughs> They're so annoying. I will say Clay Thompson has kind of become annoying, but, um, but I still like the Warriors. He's 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 fun he's fun he's fun to watch play, but yeah, his personality is is no good. Okay, well let's just say <laughs> let's just say who who are the likable teams? Who are we rooting for? So you're saying I always root for the Knicks. So I'm like I like to see the Knicks do well, but you're I right can't root I can't root for Julius Randle and Thibodeau. Sorry, they're out. As a Why team, not? as a franchise, sure, but like, I don't find them lovable. They've never been successful. They're they're weird. They're idiosyncratic. Like they've got everything you want to love. Like they're they're wildly out of shape. Like they play unusual styles. But, like you've got to give that points. The only confirmed lovable teams in the playoffs, and this is just straight up fact. <laughs> the Kings confirmed lovable. Yeah. The nugget the Nuggets are lovable. Yeah. I agree. I think that's it. Yeah. I think there's more lovable teams than that. Throw them out there. <sighs> Next. <laughs> Yeah, okay, you've convinced me. <laughs> <laughs> I do sort of love Tom Thibodeau's. Like he's he's like you know in that cards when you get so far behind you can like backdoor it around to neutral again. Do you know what yeah. the concept? Mm. Like Tom Thibodeau's annoyed me so much over the years with his raspy voice, voice barking loud over the, like the ESPN stream that I almost love him again. Mm. Wait, um, you you we just agreed that we we understood your analogy then, and then I realized you said in a crazy analogy when you're in a car and you can get it back. No, ca- neutral. A card okay. game, you know, like a five hundred or whatever. You can go, you can go if you're so far behind. You can oh, go out like, the back door. Yeah, that's right. That's it. Yeah, I love it. I love, I love going around the back, the back way, or like, yeah, losing every hand. Love it. Um, okay. Well, where do we want to go next in this um, exciting NBA world? Uh, of- should we, should we stay on the East and quickly, maybe let's talk about the Cavs next because I was a bit bummed out for the Cavs, but I had the same conclusion Paul did. Trash coach. Mm. And maybe a trash team. JB Bickerstaff, on name alone, should not be coaching in the NBA. That is a made-up name <laughs> by someone who is like Mrs. Doubtfiring, <laughs> <laughs> like a like a guy that turned up to be like the video coordinator, and they're like, "Oh, you must be the coach." And he's like, "Yep, <laughs> I am JB Bickerstaff." <laughs> um, but yeah, they the Cavs is a fun. It was I, I didn't watch any of that series, but it was a pretty funny matchup of the two teams that are like because aren't the Knicks super defensive like Tom Thibodeau, and then um, the Cavs are like all centers. Um, the Cavs, the Cavs have. There's a lot of teams in the NBA that are just like the guys still going in the playoffs that are terribly constructed, and the Cavs just have to be number one where they've got guards. And centers and nothing else, and that like those are just weird positions to thrive at. It's just mm. it's it's hard in, in JB's defense. That's a hard roster. What did they get for Markinen? Uh, Mitchell. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. For a second, I was like, they didn't get anything back, but yeah, they got Donovan Mitchell. Um. Okay. I don't. I don't hate it. Um. My my prediction next going all the way. I kind of, I can't. I'm kind of a little bit with you. I'm high on the Knicks, man. I, I was trying to crunch some numbers before, and the numbers look good for the Knicks. <laughs> I watched, I watched one game, and I felt like at least Tom Thibodeau had them doing different stuff. And mm. that Emmanuel quickly 
Shaw lives up to his name. He is quick. He's quick. Well, okay, I'll I'll say that I think the Heat the Heat are bad, but I think that every year, and they are very fit, very veteran heavy, and always hard to beat. No one beats them easy. So I would Mm. hate to have to play them, and I I would Heat. Yeah, the Heat. Yeah, yeah. That series is going to be spicy, in my opinion. Heat Knicks. Yeah, I think every next um the next round is going to be really good. Bar maybe I don't trust the Lakers, but but um or the Grizzlies if they manage to turn it around. But so I think the, well, the I Lake- think the Lakers are being helped by the league, who are desperate to have them involved. Let's get into it. Okay, yeah. so, so two night. Okay, so two days ago we got back from the Melbourne Comedy Festival, and I warned Paul. I go after having four weeks in comedy heaven with all your best friends coming back to winter Auckland is going to be very depressing and it's going to have a bad effect on your mental health. 24 hours later, Paul texts me going, I quit watching basketball. I'm boycotting the game. Do you think that might have something to do with the post Melbourne fatigue? Uh, no, I thought there was a one call that just really rubbed me the wrong way. So just, just, this is Lakers Grizzlies. You're talking about game yeah. four, game four Lakers up two one. Um, and there was just a play at the end where, worth well, four minutes to go, um, Grizzlies looking good, in control, um, four and a half minutes to go. And it looked like, to me, like Desmond Bain drove in, got the ball kind of stripped. LeBron hits it out of bounds. Um, they call Grizzlies ball. They're happy. LeBron goes crazy and says, no, no, Lakers ball. So the re- the co- the refs go okay Lakers ball and it just annoyed the heck out of me because I was like what's the precedence there? Yeah. Either one of the other refs needs to run in and go no 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 no, no I saw it, or it just seems like LeBron's going no it wasn't, and I look watch the replay and it looked like it clearly hit LeBron's hand and went out of bounds but it just annoyed me because then you know what's maybe his name? it's the honesty policy D'Angelo yeah D'Angelo Russell hits a three, and then it's I don't know. There was a, also a charge there where it seemed like I I thought um, I thought Jar had kind of gathered it and jumped and then LeBron was I thought not set yeah it just it, down the down the straight I thought they were really unlucky yeah no definitely I, I think most people would agree with you on that the Lakers but they also missed sorry a small counterpoint though like I do think the couple of charges against LeBron I hate that I still hate the fact. Like, I don't think Jar should be rewarded for just running and jumping into someone with no hope of getting a basket. Like, I hate that play regardless. But I would say that having watched that game, the Grizzlies missed a lot of open three-pointers, all from the very first this time. I felt like they deserved to lose off their own poor play. The Grizzlies are a disgrace. I mean, I I was trying to remember about roster construction before. The fact they've got... They're like, we're missing Steven Adams. You're also missing anyone who has the ability to shoot a three-pointer. And what was it they missed? It was like Houston Rockets levels of incompetence. Missing, like I think, 16 corner threes or something like that. That's like It right. was just like they – like I don't think the Lakers are good, but they're definitely going to finish off the Grizzlies just without with no shooters on the floor. It's just great. It's bad. And what's the deal? Tell, can someone explain to me – like this will, this will be whitewashed by the ESPN guys, as they always do – but like not too long ago, I'm sure I heard Brian Windhorn. Windhorn was that his name? Windhorn. Windhorst. Windhorst. He was like, a lot of people, a lot of system managers are telling me like Dylan Brooks is could be the defensive MVP. Now everyone's just like Dylan, Dylan Brooks sucks. He's going to be out of the league. Tell me what's fact, fact or fiction here? Neither. Dylan Brooks is like a controversial Draymond Green light style agitator and very funny wrestling. I, I think he's a, both a horrible person. And one of the most entertaining players in the league, like him, when they what, what did they go up one nil or what? What they they went up like they won one game, and he comes out and says LeBron James is old. I don't respect him until he puts forty on me, which is a very funny thing to to <laughs> give a give him a target that he probably will be able to do. And he also came out and talked about how he wished he could play LeBron back in his prime. Like he's just he's so funny. It's so good, but um. Unfortunately, he's been, he's been, um, he's gone to the Pizza Hut buffet, but instead of having pizzas at the Pizza Hut buffet, they've had nothing but crow, and he's had to eat <laughs> a lot of crow. Unfortunately, I'd love the Grizzlies to win the next one and go to Game Seven. 
be yeah. heaven. Yeah, Me that too. would be good. But Only it's... because I think LeBron honestly might have to get my... Like, so this is what I... Jimmy Butler's not... Obviously a lot younger than LeBron, but Jimmy Butler's not, not old. Right? Sorry, not young, right? Is there a steroid for aerobic fitness? Because how is Jimmy Butler so fit? I don't the, understand. The Heat in general, yeah, have just like next level fitness. And and it was interesting, um, Paul George the, recently um, talked about open, how hard it open, is right. to play both ends and people give him criticism on offense. But he's like, I'm the number one defender. I'm tired. And um, Jimmy Butler is like, he's like, okay, I'll take Brooke Lopez in the post and then also be our only offensive option and still thriving. It's it's mad. Where LeBron looks, not only does LeBron look 38 at times, he looks about 108. <laughs> but he, he, is, he, is, he is very old. Um, but this goes against your JT. We were loving talking about how strong and fit LeBron's looking. And that was helping our steroids claim. But now... You're, no, you're... LeBron, in a stra- LeBron in a straight line. It, that's what I'm saying. Steroids is great for juicing. And if he only to run... If he could take, like... Um, you know, I feared Paliasena for the Warriors. Do you, you, did you... Were you watching the Warriors when he played? Paliasena? Hmm. Do you know who I'm talking about, Guy? Oh, you, oh, you, oh I think in the Golden State Warriors. You mean the Vodafone nah. New Zealand Warriors. Oh, sorry. One New Zealand, I think. You're fine. Just... Little branding up there. Uh, the one one New Zealand Warriors. That's how LeBron operates now. With enough steam, he can run real fast straight ahead and still jump. But it's like he's lost the ability to move sideways. And if he moves sideways, he instantly gets like extremely puffed. Yeah. Okay. That was a really good save. As I seemingly bummed you out. Um, yeah. Yeah. Pretty exciting. Um, I'm excited for Phoenix Denver. Do we have any comments on that? Oh, could I basically briefly comment on the Clippers? Um, what a cursed franchise. I think they deserve it. They're the Manchester City of the NBA. They've signed this huge payroll, but jeepers creepers. To not have Paul George and then have Kawhi still single-handedly lift them to a win, play amazing, and then also go, go injured. Like, what a Single-handedly, huh? Oh, you mean single-handedly? Who got the defensive stuff at the end of that game? I said Westbrook? Russell Westbrook. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry. I forgot about Westbrook as well. Yeah, strong point. Strong point. Um, um, I, only the the are I only watched a little bit. I only watched a little bit. And it of... was like another year just ruined by injuries. It's just, I mean, that must be four in a row, is it? Or is it three in a row? Crazy. Paul, I don't think it's that You're crazy. quite quiet, Paul. I oh, right. Just oh, there you go. Um, they, uh, I don't think it's that bad luck. Like their star players are famously injured. Um, but they, uh, only watched a little bit and the sun's offense looked bad. Like it looked like they just chose one of the players and then g- gave them the ball and watched them, um, do something like it would be like, now it's Devin's turn and the rest of us all just go. And then it was like, now it's, um, Kevin Durant's turn. And now Chris Paul will just dribble up, not pass to anyone and just shoot a three. And it was near the end of the game where they were just running down the clock. But still, I was like, man, do one pass per position. It's, it's, it's interesting, though, because Kevin Durant, he's had that criticism in both Golden State and New Jersey well, or Brooklyn. And wasn't it specifically his criticism of his time in the Thunder where he hated the fact that in playoff games they resorted to like a take-your-turn-take-my-turn offense? Hmm. Cursed, but it, it, it was the very end of the game, so I might be. I need to watch more of it, but but that was my one. To put it into context, Paul, like the LeBron James has never missed a playoff game due to injury, and I mean he's famously durable. But if you but think about, saying. like, but I'm saying like they 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 kind of knew these players missed a yeah, lot of games. Remember the Golden State Warriors stops, um signed Steph Curry to a like a cheap deal because he was so injury prone. But that's and different from taking Kawhi, 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 Kawhi. That's different from taking Leonard at a max contract and engineering your whole team around someone you know has weird lower leg in, in, injuries and won't play much. And that's what Paul's saying, right? This is an unlucky. Paul George as well. Yeah, so that's not unlucky. That's exactly what they've that's yeah, what they've Paul chosen George to do. Also getting injured before coming to LA. I, I, I'm just saying, like, it just seems like, I mean, there are teams that are cursed. Hey, I'm out at the step injury propensity. And if they'd run their algorithm, they would have seen the problems. But, like, this seems, like, incredibly bad. Like, like even Joel Embiid, who gets injured every year is, and, and is injured again this year, 
And, um, you know, someone tweeted that that's the one good thing about Trey Young somehow miraculously extending the series against Boston is that it gives Embiid another two days to rest. And he did the cool ice thing. That yeah, was that's cool. another cool. Yeah. Uh, and hey, speaking of injuries, just real quick, I Victor Oladipo going off is like the saddest I've felt watching sport for, yeah. for a long time. I agree. Like, that's so horrible. Yeah, Seems like yeah. a genuine nice guy. Love, love Victor. Me too. Orlando Magic legend. And I felt like it really found his home in, in Miami. Jeez, speaking of, oh, actually, let's leave it to Magic. I've got some Magic talk, actually. Um, well, let's, let's not leave it. Let's go, let's go right now. What, let's dip t- into, dip in? Oh, sorry, Paul. Let's not dip in, let's dive in. It's that time, right about that time, for the stars to roll on out. The Umbo! I'm going to get you sit down. The Umbo! I used to be jealous of Mary Buffalo. Taking every game personal. I'm This is Chumo Kiki, and you're listening to Magic Mayhem with Paul Williams. Well, welcome to Magic Mayhem. What are we talking, fellas? We're talking award season. <laughs> yes, award season. Um, we won an award. Paolo Banquero, Rookie of the Year. I am a lifelong his name? That's the man. worst pronunciation of his name I've ever heard. Banquero. I thought it was Banchero, isn't it? I thought it was Banchero. I think it's Banquero. Wait, JT just seemed to pull some shit out. What was that? I thought it was Banchero. He, he's Italian. Um, then it, maybe it's Banquero. I actually really hope he plays for the... Um, I remember watching a video before he got drafted where he showed an Italy jersey in his room and he said they sent me that... Um, because they're hoping I'll play for the national team. Um, and he was, like, hoping to. So I really hope he does play for Italy at some point. But he – um anyway, I am a lifelong Magic fan, and I feel like he wasn't as runaway rookie of the year as people – like, I think Jalen Williams should have got a bit more love for OKC, personally. Um, I, I agree, Paul, based on no knowledge at all. <laughs> but I looked at the rookie stats. Yeah, just just, like – Jalen Williams obviously was scoring less points, which is the main thing people would look at. But like with better efficiency and um and what you always get a sympathy vote, I think, if you're like the top pick and you go to a team that's yeah. let's say underperforming, there's a sympathy bump. Yeah. But like look at this, Jalen, much better percentages, um, better steals. Paul, what sort of magic mayhem is this? No, I'm just saying I'm just showing that I'm I'm not I'm not blind. Um but I, I still think Paolo well-deserved, but I just think, like, I think Jalen Williams was disrespected. Because I'm a Magic fan, but I'm also a Williams. And yeah, to see a Williams point. getting um, no respect. Um, um, well, I've got some mayhem. Yeah. I think I know what JT's going to say, and I'll back him up. Well, there's something that's, you know, like, let's just, okay, trying to be objective here. Mm-hmm. Most improved player, yeah. Laurie Markkinen. Yes, he had a good season. Yeah, but I just don't. I don't think it was close. I think yeah. Markel Fultz was the most Agreed. improved. Agreed. And it's quite annoying to me because I feel like Larry Markkinen actually was super highly rated, then went to shit on his own accord. Yes. Then if you well, bounce back from being like a choker, that's really your own fault. Yeah. Well, so so. I yeah, I think it was. I don't fully blame Lowry because I've been high on Lowry since day one. And I blame the Bulls organization and their coaches. Like they had some shocking coaches. That guy Jim Boylan was like all time <laughs> no, bad. I forgot about Jim Boylan. Yeah, Jim Boylan was like because literally, I remember I got into arguments with Bulls fans, and guy hates me bringing up arguments. But um, over Lowry, I literally said last season before he got tra- like when he was still with the Bulls, I said he's going to be an all star if he can get out of Chicago. And the Bulls fans came for me. And we literally set a reminder for 10 years from that time saying if it'd be an all-star, because the guy was like, absolutely not. He literally, the next, the very, like within a year, he was an all-star. <laughs> and um, like, it couldn't have gone any better for me. But I think people forget that in his second year, like as a sophomore, he was putting up nearly 19 points a game. Like, and then he got, he got shelved or whatever, or whatever. He, things went bad for him in Chicago. But like, so yeah, he's scored 25 this year, but it's like he was already, as a sophomore, putting up nearly 19. 
So um, that's my argument against them being most improved. I feel like yeah. you were improved, like you were good. You went bad for whatever, not your reason. Now you're improving again. Yeah. Yeah. So so I even I crunched some numbers and Markinen had quite a big jump. So he had nearly seven point jump in um points. But then um in terms of shooting percentage, rebounds, steals, blocks, and turnovers, Markel had the edge on improving a bit more. Assists, um, Markel. Are those per 36 numbers? Nah, just stats. Well, give, give the man the crown. Give him the crown. Well, give him the can, <laughs> you guys actually raise a really good point here. Um, Paul, I, I just don't like it when you just bring up crazy people, things crazy people have said on Reddit that no one backs. But like, mm. you should screenshot that and share that on Reddit in the offseason because that is amazing if you called that and it came true within a year. Well, he, um, it helps he, that it was in Utah, but I think. but You raise a really strong point there, JT, that, I mean, all awards, as someone who's just been nominated for award, um, awards are stupid. Congrats. What's the award? Thanks, man. I was really fishing for that. Um, awards are silly and they're like they don't really make sense and especially most improve is ridiculous but if Laurie Markin is most improved then next year Luca or Trey Young when they bounce back from bad seasons will be like Luca's probably when Luca's MVP next year they'll probably say he's most improved because he's had a bad year this year well if you were smart and you were on a team that was going nowhere you'd go to the kid coach and the GM be like look I reckon I can get a little bump of free publicity for this team I'll sandbag it for a year and then <laughs> well, also, I'll come like, back the next year. No, it's a good move because um, because say you're like a middling team and you just want to add one more high draft pick, but you do have a great player who you've just drafted a couple years before, do that. Get them to tank the year by intentionally playing bad and then... Um, you know, do some highlights or whatever, but statistically just chuck up a lot of bad shots. And then the next year you, you, you get that high pick and then you, you, you flick the switch and win most improved. I mean, is, is most improved that worth winning? Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Everyone says that. Um, Paul, some final mayhem. You must be, even though I know you don't like LeBron, you must be bring joy to see Mo Bamba. A 2022-23 Orlando Magic member still alive in the playoffs. Uh, yeah, it's great. I I'll always love Mobamba, even though a lot of the Magic fans didn't like him and said that he didn't play hard or whatever, or he hate doesn't like basketball. I disagree. I think that's just how he looks, and I'll always love Mobamba. I think he was one of the best locker room guys. Great jokey vibe. Um, I, I, it makes me a little sad seeing him in LA because I miss him, but also I feel like he's not quite like he was like a big dog in Orlando in terms of locker room, and now it feels like he's a bit of a, you know, bit of a outsider. But um, but I'm happy for him. Okay, wait, wait. wait. I just I just googled Mo Bamba stats. He hasn't played in any of this five playoff games against the Grizzlies. He's been injured. Their... Been injured. He'd well... be he'd be carrying them otherwise. <laughs> Or their play-in game against the Timberwolves. I genuinely think he'd be getting pretty big minutes. Um, yeah, he's handy, man. Block shots, shoot threes. My favorite, my favorite makeup of player. Um, but I, I'm also happy to see my guy, my guy, my, my guy Hachimura, finally getting the respect he deserves as well. Yeah, I love Hachimura. Very handsome as well. Very Can handsome. I say that this is a very this is a I mean we've we've already talked about um, uh, Cody Zeller. This is a bad. This is a bad playoffs for white guys. As like, all the white guys looks like Pat Coddington. Has Grayson it been a good Allen. player for white guys since like nineteen seventy one or whatever? <laughs> <laughs> since Larry Bird retired, when has it been good? Well, Luca, Luca last year was pretty good. True. I don't reckon Austin Reeves looks that bad. <laughs> yes, he he still looks like cousin Greg <laughs> out on the court. <laughs> And I guess um, we've got, we got a lot of stock in Jokic, white power. Wait, are we talking about looks? Because Jokic isn't... <laughs> yeah, I, I think Austin Reeves is ugly. I, I'm just talking about like competency at basketball. Looks like they should... Because Pat Connington is always just like... His main job seems to be like... They're like, when the other team's going to do it... When Jimmy Butler does a dunk, you dive underneath him and put your hand over your heads like you're being hit by a grenade. That's what he does. 
so embarrassing. Kevin loves getting big minutes. Yeah, <laughs> good, great to see Kalov back. Yeah, I was quite shocked to see him. Austin Reeves is like Linsanity, but without the big numbers. Like he's just being a passable guard, but for some reason, in the situation he is, he's in. It looks so good. Yeah, it's, do you reckon? It's literally being white is his superpower. Hey, do you reckon? You go, Paul. Sorry, you go. I was going to say, um, I was going to give you a shout out, Paul, on Dennis Schroeder, but he's bringing it on both ends. The guy must be. <laughs> the guy must be one of the. He could be Finals MVP. Wait, have I spoken up? Have I talked up Dennis Schroeder? Yeah, when's yeah. Paul ever Dennis Schroeder? <laughs> no, you you really gave Dennis Schroeder a lot of credit. I don't I remember it, that, but yeah, okay, last part. Okay, good. And since oh then yeah, I've had yeah, my yeah I did, I did. I I said he carried them. I do remember. He's like that. hustling on defense. I've never yeah. seen anything like it. Yeah, well, people that was people were was in that. Okay, anyway, back to what I was saying. Kevin Love, do you reckon he'll um? It feels a bit like he's trying to follow LeBron. So he's like gone to Miami, and soon he'll go to LA. Thought he is from LA, isn't he? Originally from California. Yeah, uh, yeah, he played there, right? UCLA. Um, I reckon he's just trying to follow LeBron because he loves him. Strong theory. Um, before Should we talk- go, any other final NBA thoughts? Things Kings Warriors. We've got to talk Kings Warriors. Um, this is devastating. Yeah. The Warriors, we can't. It's, I'm sick of them. <laughs> I'm honestly sick of them. We, and, can't, and we can't allow them to. We can't them. allow them to win because <laughs> it's the most annoying team versus the most lovable team possibly of history. Yeah. In my watching of NBA, this, the most I've loved a team independently is the Kings. I I strongly agree, but I'll say like, this: that I'm shocked the Kings won one game, let alone two. I mean, the Warriors on paper have a lot more talent. The Kings. I don't know a... about that. I think the Kings are good on paper, and um, the Kings, man, they got played. Like Malik Monk. No, he's actually the one guy. Well, actually, when he got drafted, I was kind of high on him, but um, the Warriors I... are the defending, are the oh, defending champions who have had a down year, but are like yes. just coming into form now. Yeah, I know, but I think the yeah, yeah. I mean, they do have more talent, I think, but um. But I think on paper the Kings are good. But I do think maybe I don't know. I have I haven't really watched enough of it. But it seems a bit like the Warriors have figured them out. Just and Fox the Fox getting injured obviously is devastating. He's still playing, but he's shooting bad percentages. If it's a shooting hand, that's pretty. That's just it's, it is, isn't it? His index finger on a shooting hand. Yeah, it's pretty bad. One thing, only thing that I would find, anything that would be good if the Warriors win, it would be so funny if then they give Draymond Green a max contract. And then the Warriors just like are absolutely atrocious for the next five years. I kind of really want to see Draymond um, just play for another team. Yeah. Like I'm really interested to see how it would go. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a bit late now because he is, he is pretty washed. And it's like his next contract will be really interesting to see. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he stays with the Warriors for like a lower level contract because it'd be, it'd be weird if some team maxed him out at this old. He, he seems pretty... Oh. I definitely tough. don't think he should get big money from anyone. Yeah, he's got oh. some quite toxic traits as well that I actually don't think should be supported. <laughs> but he's like, for you whatever reason, the... that's what he's most famous for. It seems like you're making the most obvious statement <laughs> the world's. No, but what I'm saying, what I'm saying, what I'm saying is like sometimes people's toxicity can be, you know, you've been somewhere so long, people just sort of accept it and they write it off as just being Draymond, right? But if he went somewhere new and behaved like that, hmm. he'd just be another Rudy Gobert. I I found it like quite toxic when he punched Jordan Poole. <laughs> yeah. That's toxic in the sense of just physically assaulting a colleague. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I'd be super interested to see if he goes. I think he won't. The only team he would go to is to play with LeBron because he seems to love LeBron. But I just, I can't imagine anyone paying him. I think it would be a mistake. What teams have money to pay him? The Nets. Pair him with Ben Simmons, the perfect combo. (laughs) I I will say this, though. I mean, I'm totally with you. I was 100% rooting for Sacramento, but I had no faith in them and and did think they celebrated a little bit too early just making the playoffs when you've got Golden State coming up. I think Golden State Lakers would be a good next series, just as both those teams are on their... They're on their swan song. I'd, I'd strongly back Golden State, as the Lakers are a bit of a shit show. But, um... It's it could be cool to see one of those teams like you know have a final hurrah you know 
it would be cool to see the Suns, Warriors in the final and Kevin Durant to single handedly destroy them. Mm. And get and then like get into it. That'd be oh, that's yeah, my so dream. Your, all your fantasies just involve the Warriors losing. Like I hate them. I just honestly hate all three of them so much. You know, you hated them last year. What as about well, Wiggins? So love Wiggins. Love Wiggins. Love Looney. Genuinely yeah. one of the biggest Looney Looney heads <laughs> out there. Love Looney. <laughs> love Steve Kerr. I hate in this order of people I hate. Steph Curry won. Draymond uh, is annoying. Steph Curry number one. He's the most annoying. Uh, then Draymond. Then Clay was like a distant. Wasn't even really on my radar. He has rocketed up to this list. I, I love the Warriors overall, but I do find I, fa- I found Clay has become kind of annoying, and I Draymond also has really started annoying me. And I find Jordan Poole really annoying. Like, I kind of stand with Draymond and punching Jordan Poole. Um, <laughs> and I don't know why I find Jordan Poole. I just think his style of play annoys me. And the fact that he's kind of come in and he's, like, tried to, I don't know. It's like he's instantly. He's like Dion Waiters. Yeah, and, yeah, and he's but he's instantly been like, I'm also a Splash Brother. And it's like, no, you're not a Splash Brother. You're just this weird guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, guys, before we go, I don't know why I'm obsessed with just constantly making predictions, but my team just got eliminated. Could I quickly go for... Who's your team? I thought you were a Raptors fan. Oh, uh, well, spoiler no. alert, they got, they got knocked out ages ago. <laughs> No, well, no, the, the team I predicted. I, I, I don't like the Bucks, but like I did think they were the easy favourites, and now they've, what, they've lost. What the were eight. Paul's predictions? What who had you predicted, Paul? I don't remember, but I, I felt like pre-playoffs I was pretty high on the Celtics. Um, I don't know. I feel less high on them now, but um, he, remember last podcast, JT had technical difficulties, and then Paul very sadly just said. I had to, I have to go and then just walked out of the room. Um, Fair enough. But now we've had a few games of um, now we've had a few games of uh, the the first round. We've got a bit more of a sense, even though it's not locked. Just say who do we want to win and who do we think will win. <sighs> I have to say it's that so hard. I think it's so hard. I honestly JT, have no JT idea. JT will okay. say who he wants to win. Uh, who he thinks will win, and it'll be a joke of who he actually wants. No, to win. I'll go. Okay, who I want to win, Kings. Who do I think is going to win? Last time I said Lakers. This time I'm saying the Suns. Hmm. So wait, who did you think will win? Oh, that's for the that's for the West. I'm um, sorry. So on the West, I want the Kings. I think the Suns. In the East, I want. I want. The Sixers, and I think it'll be the Sixers. I want Doc Rivers to get that championship he deserves. One of the great coaches. Um, I I want um, I want. I'm gonna say I'm rooting for Denver now. Weirdly, I mean, I mean, obviously Sacramento, but I think they're I think they're done. Um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say I want Denver, and I I still think Boston is right up there. Paul. Okay, in the West. Who in the West I want the Warriors. <laughs> Controversial. I want the Warriors or the Nuggets, but I think um hmm. I think honestly I haven't seen the Suns, but like on paper the Suns should be like should almost be the Suns. Yeah. Oh, but, they're definitely um, one they're definitely one of the favourites now and we're very excited for. I mean, the only two teams that are looking competent in the West are Suns, Denver. So that's going to be the yeah. fact they've got to face each other is yeah. pretty awesome. I'm going to I'm going to say I want Warriors, but I think Suns. But I I just still just don't trust the Suns. But then East, I'll Everyone say, um, East, I'll say I want the. Look, I just uh, I didn't say East or West. I said yeah, overall. But but, but, but we but I said the we're president. Hedg- we're hitching our hitching our bets. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I honestly. I, I I just have no clue. I I um I Good want honesty. the Oh, it's hard. I want the Heat, but I think the Celtics. But still, I think this next round is is crazy. It's juicy, man. It's yeah. really juicy. All all I know is that whoever wins out of Miami, New York, I think has no chance. But I, I'm loving it, and I'm going to love every series. It's going to be good. Yeah, my number crunch had Philly on top, and Boston were down in sixth. 
Ooh, brutal. Okay. Well, they're looking wavery. Oh, shout out to Trey Young's game winner from about three meters outside the three-point line. That was outrageous. And, and shouts to DeJounte Murray for getting suspended for bumping the ref after losing. And double shout out to, to Murray for his awesome Instagram video where he was like, devil, devil's out, God's on top. What a response to being like, you know, you're the one who assaulted that ref, right? Like, it's not a conspiracy against you. You're the one who did it. It's like, can't they're trying to they're trying to cheat? It's like, no, like you violated pretty much the principal rule of the game. <laughs> did you see? Did you see the um the Anthony Edwards video from the last game? Oh, he, um, well, I so I saw there was a rumor that he um he assaulted someone with a chair after the game in the tunnel. But then I saw the video today and he shoots the shot to tie the game or win the game. I can't remember. Misses. And then he runs straight out, not shaking hands or anything, just kind of upset. And on the way out, he just kind of grabs a chair and kind of like spins it round and then kind of like lets go. And it kind of hits the wall like next to some security people, but doesn't really look like it hits anyone. But, um, yeah. The police have been called. Oh, and then he went to the changing room, jumped on Instagram, and liked a comment that said mm. uh, that uh, the Go Beer trade was the worst trade in history, which it probably possibly is. It's up there. What a hero. <laughs> what a hero. Um, that's all for this podcast. We'll be back soon, though, because I'm just, I'm just captivated by the NBA. What JT said was going to be one of the worst first rounds ever. <laughs> We'll be back for more crow eating next week when undoubtedly all our predictions go completely wrong as they do every week. See ya. Uh. <laughs>